Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday, brought to you by Aging Wisdom, where we share weekly bite-sized insights on aging well, caring well, and living well. Let's go ahead and dive into assisted living because that's where that wide range of care options, right? Um, Can you kind of walk us through what that looks like and what would be the best fit? Sure. So assisted living is um, designed for people who already need at least some level of support. And it could be as simple as, you know, maybe just some medication oversight. Maybe they're independent with their personal care. There's still a lot that they can do for themselves, but they just need a little bit of oversight. Um, The way that assisted living works is that it's typically a month-to-month model. So you're not paying that big buy-in or entrance fee. The other thing that people tend to panic about that I get a lot of questions around is wait lists. Mm-hmm. You know, I have families say, my mom's in the hospital. She can't go back home. We need assisted living. And I hear we have to be on a wait list for two years. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's typically not the case. That's for Great. CRCs. Assisted living, there's lots of movement. So typically you're able to find something when you need it. You choose your apartment. It can be a studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, and you pay base rent for your apartment. So that's sort of a fixed cost. Mm -hmm. And then on top of those charges, you will have a care assessment that determines Mm -hmm. what your actual care needs are and what the nursing and caregiving team is going to be doing for you on a daily basis. And that Mm -hmm. dictates what your care costs are. Uh-huh. So your total monthly cost is your apartment plus uh-huh. your care. And again, usually this is a month-to-month model. Uh-huh. So if it's not working for you, you know, there's an easy way to get out of that. Tons of variability from one assisted living to the next in terms of the care they can and cannot provide. So this is kind of, you know, building on what we were just talking about earlier. Really, really important to ask very specific questions. Um, Like you had mentioned, Brenda, I'm not sure what this is like in other states, but I know in our state, it is a requirement that every facility has what they call a disclosure of services, and it will very clearly outline what they do and do not provide. I'll say sometimes I find it a little vague. (laughs) Sometimes it's it's a starting point um, and actually helps you kind of know where to ask more questions. Some of the limiting factors I see around care is transfers. How much help does someone need getting from bed to chair or standing? Incontinence care can be a limiting factor. If people need help with their feeding, you know, not preparing meals, but they actually need physical help with their feeding or they're on modified diets or they have some challenging behaviors related to dementia. Those are kind of the key areas that I focus in on to know, you know, is this a community that can support those needs now? And what does that look like down the road? Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wisdom Wednesday. In the meantime, visit our website at agingwisdom.com where you'll find more resources to help you navigate options for aging, caring, and living well.